Welcome to Balling in the Six. This is your Toronto Raptors podcast straight out of London. I'm your host KJ. I will be joined later today by a special correspondent from central London. But let's focus on Toronto for the minute. It's been five games since the last podcast and a nice three-game winning streak has been sandwiched by two quite disappointing losses. So without further ado, let's go into our usual game-by-game analysis. So starting off with last week's tight loss at Boston, which continued a very poor record for Toronto away at TD Garden. It's been said that if these teams do match up in the playoffs, it will all be about home court advantage because it's very rare for one of these teams to win away in the other stadium. Maybe this is due to a raucous atmosphere whenever the teams turn up. Maybe it's just a coincidence. But all we know is that Toronto continued their record despite being up 104-100 late. Kawhi Leonard turned up in this game with 33 points and his three-point play put us up by four points late to go. But... As with the last trip to TD Garden, it was Kyrie Irving that really put Toronto to the sword. He finished up with 27 points and 18 assists. His team shot 50% compared to 45%. Both teams took 92 shots, but that was a difference. The other big difference, of course, was the Celtics sinking 14 three-pointers, double the Raptors' seven. But again, I mean, these games, they're rival games, they're um, games to show, you know, you can take it in the clutch, you can deal with any adversity, but, you know, you'll inevitably get these losses. The next game, it was a back-to-back, actually, so we went, we were at home to the Suns. It was a much-needed win, this one. It wasn't the easiest, it required a buzzer-beater from Pascal Siakam, and uh, that spicy P... Bucket, you know, with he was, a bu- I mean, there was three seconds to go, and he was still outside the three-point line, so it was a bit doubtful. In fact, it was quite interesting with Lowry and Leonard on the floor. Why Siakam was sorry, of course, Leonard was resting that game on a back-to-back with people like Lowry on the floor, even players like Danny Green, Ibaka. Why you trust Pascal Siakam, who, as brilliant as he is isn't necessarily the offensive juggernaut in this side. But as Nick Nurse said, he trusts Siakam to beat someone off the dribble. He's very athletic and he proved everyone wrong, really, to extend the Raptors' home run to eight wins in a row. In this game, we also saw Kyle Lowry cross 5,000 assists. Um, he's been He's had a resurgent late January. Of course, he hasn't been shooting great. Uh, In the month, he's been shooting 35.6% from the field. But he's been averaging eight assists a game. Lowry's actually Toronto's assist leader in eight of the last nine games, and he's never fallen below seven assists. This is both with Kawhi and without Kawhi on the floor. So it's nice to know them two are working together with playoffs... Well, with half the season gone and playoffs approaching, really. So... 
And an interesting analysis from Zach Lowe on his podcast, and he spoke about Lowry perhaps being an all-star purely based on his immense floor presence. You see the way the Raptors play with him and without him, a huge difference, and it doesn't really show up in the box score. So if Lowry can continue to get a shot back, I mean, I appreciate his three-point shooting has been improving. He shot four from nine from the three against um, against the Kings, and last night he shot three from seven. Not ideal, but uh, improving from behind the arc, which is where we really need him. And hopefully he'll continue to do that. So a couple of days later then, we demolished Memphis. It was 119 to 90, but the 29-point lead doesn't actually reflect the dominance Toronto had in that game. This game, it wasn't Lowry or Leonard, really, who led the Raptors to such an immense win. It wasn't even really a great team performance. It was mainly Danny Green. And if you watch this game, if you just watch the highlights of this game, 24 points from 8 out of 12 three points. And my man is looking like Steph Curry in his prime out there. There were some phenomenal shots, phenomenal movement. I mean, he was moving around the court and the the whole of the stadium was chanting his name. And it's that kind of... That kind of game which really shows how useful and how brilliant a GM that Masai Ujiri is. That he manages to essentially swap Jakob Pertl and respect to respect to the Austrian man. He's a, he was a fantastic player when he was here. But Danny Green is something else. He doesn't only contribute offensively, but eight threes in that game uh, really epitomises what kind of a brilliant season he's having here. And it's interesting, another win against a Western team. The Raptors do have a good cross-conference record. Uh, the Grizzlies themselves, they did have a good start. They were in the upper seeds to start with, but they are looking pretty poor now at 19-27. to doesn't look like they'll be making playoffs. And of course, there's a re- recent announcement with them that players like Mike Conley and Mark Gasol, they're looking to trade. So they're looking to tank and the, the Raptors help them make that decision. Um... There was then the third win on the bounce, really. Another very convincing performance against the Sacramento Kings, who of course have given us a lot of issues in the past, a lot of controversy. Four starters here scored at least 15. Ironically, it was Danny Green that didn't achieve that. But what the main theme here was is that that it was the third consecutive double-digit game for CJ Miles. Now, we've criticised Miles throughout this season. His shot just hasn't been falling. But respect to him for... Keeping on going, not losing his confidence. The worst thing is, and we've accused Lowry of this as well, is of not taking those shots then if it isn't falling. But sometimes, and it is a bit of a Dwayne Casey philosophy, if your shot ain't falling, you just got to keep pounding the rock and keep going until you get into somewhat of a rhythm. But it's clear he's been working extra hard on the training pitch. There's been some rumours of um, him, you know... uh, the Raptors pyjamas, well, Raptors PJs, um, I haven't looked too deeply into those, I think it's more about hard work, but uh, if you, if you want to talk about the PJs you can, but that was a third consecutive double digit game, he's looking very good from outside the arc, and he's making the bench look very good as a result, because teams are needing to look out for players like him now, they have to focus defensively on chasing miles around the perimeter, whereas before, you know, wasn't really a risk when he was bricking absolutely everything. This game also saw the um, third game for Patrick McCaw. 
So that is the Patrick McCaw from the elite Golden State Warriors, two times champion Patrick McCaw. And he has just, he's been very, if, if you were just looking at the box scores for these games, you would think, why on earth did we sign him? But if you actually watch the games, you're going to appreciate the defense that he brings to the game. And I know it's early days, but it'll be very interesting to see the kind of effect he has on the bench, especially when we're protecting a lead, when there's a very tricky guard, think Kyrie, think Kemba, think, you know, any any of them. Thankfully, the NBA is stacked with brilliant point guards. But but think of those kind of players, and I think it might end up being a very shrewd addition to the Raptors, not only in terms of experience, but in terms of actual play as well. So let's keep an eye on that going forward. Lastly, and we did finish off on a bit of a bummer, it was another back-to-back, but we did fall to the paces in the end. Um, I'll talk quickly about the game itself. We didn't shoot ideally, of course. We were 41% from the field and 30% from three. Everyone did turn up. Everyone got in double figures in the starters. Um, it was the bench that looked a bit weak. Um, of course, we didn't have Leonard, so uh, Van Vliet came into the starting lineup and um, we only really had Powell reaching double figures off the bench. And of course, uh, an excellent Indiana performance, especially players like Thaddeus Young, Darren Collison, who's made a resurgence in the last uh, couple of months or so. But the main thing about this game, and we do have to show concern for Victor Oladipo, who last night, after a clash with Pascal, an accidental clash, I may add, with Pascal Siakam, uh, will most likely be undergoing season-ending surgery. And uh, we at Balling in the Six all wish him a very quick recovery. He is an extremely talented player in the East. One of the most, one of the most talented guards in the East. They're extremely fun to watch. And so we wish him a full recovery. Otherwise, that's been your rapid roundup of the last five Raptors games. On to the next section, we'll be introducing our special correspondent and we'll be talking more about the NBA in general. Hello. Hello. So that's all we have time for, uh, for the Toronto part of the podcast. And now we're going straight to our new special correspondent, all the way from central London. Welcome to the podcast, Namdi. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, Namdi, could you um, tell the listeners a little bit about your journey into basketball and the NBA itself? Not that you're a player, but that you're a fan. Sure. Um, so I think it started around... April 2016 when I was meant to be revising for my first year exams I got kind of bored so I started seeing all these do you remember that guy Zemo Pieta Zemo Pieta he is the 10 minute highlight man exactly makes the highlights on YouTube and um, I think the playoffs were going on around then and so I got really into uh, basketball around that time I'm not gonna lie I got into it by watching Golden State you know that was in the midst of Curry's uh, MVP season in 2016 when he put up like 402 threes and they were just playing incredible basketball. And, you know, now it's the opposite. I hate Golden State, the team I've ever seen. But, um, yeah, I'm a LeBron fan. LeBron could do no wrong. He's the greatest player of all time. And I'm also an OKC Thunder fan. And that's uh, I'm a Thunder fan because, again, as I said, I did get into basketball in late 20, well, early 2016. And then when KD left, I, I kind of like the underdog story and how Russell Westbrook kind of stayed with the team and stuff. And so that's how I, I've been an OKC Thunder fan from 
there on out. But yeah, I'm always I'll always be a LeBron fan. He's the greatest player. And um, of course, the first season you got into basketball was the season with that that block in Game Seven. So um, yeah, watched it live. One of the greatest sporting moments I will ever kind of witness. Uh, yeah, Game Seven. It was it was a it was a beautiful time to be alive. However, the past two years haven't been as fun. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Also. Since that fateful day, I think it was June second, twenty eighteen, the first time I've, I've 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 seen tears come out of my eyes because of a basketball match because of Game One of the twenty eighteen finals. I've been way less into the J.R. Smith special. Just to clarify, the J.R. Uh, Smith special. Just to clarify, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the reverse charge block. Oh, okay. J.R. Smith happened. However, fifty four seconds from the end, uh, I'll never forget that. The NBA rigged rigged that game against its greatest player for no reason. I just you again, you can't reverse that charge block call. It's it's not in the rules. You can't do it unless unless you think that LeBron is, you know, in the restricted area. He was five foot clear of the restricted zone. And it's from that day, I just haven't been as into basketball. I still keep up to date. I still watch matches here and there. See how the Thunder are doing. You know, I, I'm a stats guy, so I like to look at uh, the stats of the players and stuff. However, you know, I just, I, I now I think the NBA is rigged because of that. Because <laughs> well, of that day. So, do you think LeBron? Of course, LeBron's um, been injured and uh, he's out for another month or so, I believe. Uh, do you think he can take the Lakers not only to the playoffs but um, to the finals this year? Well, of course not. Come on. The Warriors have five All-Stars, okay? This is why I hate the league. There is no parity. But the, um, the Warriors haven't really, had a fantastic... You know, they haven't had a fantastic... Um, they, they turn it on in the playoffs. They turn it on in the playoffs. I remember last year, people were saying the same thing. You know, they, they went on they went on kind of a losing streak and then uh, Steve Kerr made Iguodala coach the next match. You remember against yeah. the Suns. And everyone's like, oh, the Warriors, they could be in trouble. No, they, they'll turn it on in the playoffs. Uh, some Someone's players will get injured. So, like the CP3 last playoffs, 2017, Kawhi Leonard. Game one, they're up 23 points. He gets injured. Zaza Pachulia injures him. Like, something will happen. They'll always make it to the finals. And I don't really like the Lakers team that LeBron's playing with. I remember that when he um, got, well, he did, when he signed as a free agent there over summer, I immediately really didn't like that he went there because I thought it was going to be Cleveland part two. It was hard to watch LeBron like carry that team day in, game in, game out last season because you know he's playing 38 to 40 minutes a night and they're still scraping by. Although it was one of his greatest seasons statistics-wise, game-wise, moments-wise, I still didn't want the repeat of that. And this season has been quite similar. I know now they're five and nine without LeBron. However, you know, it's still not that uh, encouraging for me as a LeBron fan, but I I think he can come back and they'll they'll probably get the fifth seed or something. Play you know the Trailblazers in in the in the first round. We can beat the Trailblazers. You know it depends who we get in the second round. And I, I I'm not sure what I'd do if they get OKC in the second round. Uh, but you know we'll see when we get there. So I um Lakers Warriors seven game series. You see it you see it being a sweep. I'm assuming. Um, elimination game performance no because LeBron by himself can get again I think if game one goes LeBron's way last year 
I think he's winning it all. The guy, the guy figured out Golden State. He's just such a smart, cerebral player. He figured them out in game one. He put up 51, 8, and 8. This guy was pulling up from 30 feet in the third quarter, back-to-back threes. Like, I will never remember, I will never forget those moments. And, uh, you know, I think, I think he has figured them out. However, you know, it's pulling his team along with him. It's just, it just gets difficult. The, the, the Lakers can't hit shots. They can't hit the three ball. They're one of the worst uh, three ball. Uh, he's got a bad teams in the league. It's, I mean, he's got Rondo back with him. He's got, um, I mean, even yeah, playoff Rondo. He's doing all right, is, you know. Yeah, playoff, playoff Rondo is a thing, you know, he, he really shows out in the playoffs. However, the Warriors have too much firepower. You know, Cousins coming back. I watched I watched his first game back and it was just, you know, it's just different what this team is. You've you've never seen anything like this in the history of sports. Like it's just it's ridiculous. There is no way that uh, I think I think he can get two. LeBron can get two against uh, the Warriors. However, that's it. I'm happy that you know he won't be three and seven in the finals. Because you know we're gonna get knocked out before the finals, but next year is our season. Anthony Davis, please come. Let's hope um, Kawhi Leonard doesn't join him. I'm um, talking of Kawhi. Um, you've been quite a known Toronto critic for those who follow your Twitter. Um, <laughs> what do you think of Toronto this year with uh, the addition of uh, Leonard? Um, you know you. You'll dominate the East no matter what because what what are you without Kawhi twelve and two like you again uh, he he was a necessary addition however you're gonna you're gonna get to the Eastern Conference Finals you're not gonna make the finals it's just you know Toronto are Toronto oh, you don't think we'll make the 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 actual finals um no you won't who's you won't the, who the from the East is going the Celtics are better the than, Celtics you know the Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics okay. are a better team. They'll, um, they'll, they'll the Celtics, of course, currently the 30 to 18 are in currently in fifth seed. But um, sure. Yeah, this is, this is the re- this is this is the regular season. I know I know Toronto fans think that hey, we we won 60 games last year or 59 or whatever. So it's our year this year. No, it's not. You know, Carl Lowry, Lowry, he's a he's a big boy. <laughs> he's not very good at <laughs> the playoffs. You know, at least you've gotten rid of DeMar DeRozan. However, again, Kawhi Leonard, I'm not sure about his clutch factor. We'll see. But again, I, I, I just like the team with the stars. Kyrie Irving, he's proven. Um, you know, that, that, that team took LeBron to seven last year without Kyrie. I don't really rate Gordon Hayward, but I'm sure he'll he'll show out in the playoffs. The playoffs are just, just a different beast. So we'll see. I just don't trust in your team. Great, you have great depth. Depth doesn't mean anything in the playoffs. Yeah, that's fair. You've got to have the um the strong eight, as they say in the playoffs. So um, yeah. So so uh, and so just back finally to um your own team. So the Thunder. Yeah. Um, okay. You're twenty nine to eighteen. I've watched a lot of your games just yeah. because um I have Westbrook in my fantasy team and he's been doing bits for me, except for my field goal percentage. Westbrook, really? He's well, cool. he's um. He's, he's filling up the game, stat sheet, so sure. yeah, he's he's filling up the stat sheet, sure, but he's he's playing awfully. I watch every Thunder match, well, I try to anyway, and you know he he, he can't shoot twenty four percent from three this year, probably like forty one percent from the field. He's just you know frequent five for twenty games. He went seven for thirty in a recent game. Um, I seem to remember. Yeah, 
yeah, it's it's, it's difficult to watch. How, that how do you go seven for thirty as like an all-star caliber player? That's um, he um. Some people are saying his athleticism is uh, kind of decreasing. His finishing around the rim really isn't as good as it was last year or in his MVP season. However, PG is carrying us. Our defense is carrying us. Like I'm, I'm someone who, I watch a lot of American sports and I love watching defense and how defense can dominate games. And you know we have a top five defense. We were first in the league, you know, for quite a large portion of the season. You know, PG is like top ten in defensive win shares, defensive rating. We're top five in defensive uh, rating altogether. You know, total steals we lead in that, etc. And so, I just hope our defense like carries on. You know, we don't have our best defensive player back yet, and Andre Roberson. So, you know, it's just good. Good times are ahead, I reckon for. So um, I'm not sure if that's totally being recognised in this um, all-star voting. So the latest round of all-star voting uh, has Paul George behind Luka Doncic. Uh, yeah, but he's ahead. He's of ahead of Durant, so um, and all of the usual suspects. But um, because f that snake. I fuck. Oh no, I can't swear on this. No, <laughs> but yeah, that's all right. F that snake. <laughs> As long as he's ahead of KD, I'm fine, honestly. And I, I made sure to like to like uh, recognize that he's ahead of KD because you know in the first round of that, I, I noticed that KD was ahead, but KD plays with four stars, so all of his accomplishments are nullified in my eyes. And uh, you know, Paul George is ahead now. Uh, Luka Doncic, you know, it's it's he's European. All the European fans. He's very fun to him. watch. Uh, I- yeah, I, I like watching him. Also, he's he's a good player. Um, yeah, he's fun to watch. He's lifting that uh, Dallas Mavericks team, uh, kind of uh, nullifying the use of Dennis Smith Jr. And he's really lifting them. So it's it's I'm happy for him. But he, you know, Paul George is going to get voted in by the uh, by the players and by the coaches yeah, of anyway. course, because obviously fan voting is only fifty percent. So it's only yeah. fair if he it's only yeah. fair if he does. You think the um the others are fair? So if you had to give me um your five Western All Stars and five Eastern All-Stars lineups, what would they be? LeBron yep. James, obviously, greatest player of all time. Yep. And then, PG, of course. You know, so in the West, PG, you know, we've got, who's our centre? You know, AD hasn't really been playing well. He's out of the playoffs. I, I just can't give him the starting spot. Who's another great West centre, though? Uh, Jokic. Jokic would, would probably be starting. You know, Nuggets are, what, second in the West? Um, and then to the guards, Curry, and Harden, they're probably starting. I love Westbrook, but he hasn't been playing well. He really annoys me. His shot selection at the end of the games really still annoys me. So, uh, I don't know. Wait, Paul, did I say Paul George? Yeah, because Paul George would be in the five somewhere. Yeah. But then for the East, for the East, I can't give Kawhi Leonard the lot the nod okay. because you know his team are balling. His team are balling out without. I mean, he, I mean, if you watch um, the games he's been involved in, he's the one, you know, taking charge at the end of games. He's won us single-handedly um, at least five games this season. Um, he's I'm pretty sure the he's, leader he's, he's, or the rebounding or the assist leader throughout all our games. He had, of course, had a 45-point game uh, in a. The team is 12 and two without him. That that is all. That is all I have to say. Honestly, it's just it's ridiculous. Your new coach is. Is, yeah, really oh, yeah, the coach. team is twelve and two without yeah. him, but that also means if we yeah. track that, they're um twenty four and twelve with him, which is still a excellent record, which would pass third in the East, I believe. 
third in the East, on pace to be third. Yeah, that's fair enough. But uh, yeah, I, I don't like what Ka- Kawhi did to the Spurs. Oh, fair actually, enough. I'll allow that to go. I'll allow okay, that. I'll put him in the five. If you want him in the five, I'll put him Thank in the you. five. And then, uh, you know, Giannis, he's balling out. I think he's he deserves it. He deserves it. He's dragged Harden. that Bucks team Harden's, so high. Yeah. Harden's taking 40 shots a game, 23 free throws a game. Like, I, I can't reward that. Did you see him yesterday? Yeah, he actually um he's all sixty one yeah. points were unassisted, which is yes. ridiculous. On twenty five three free throws and on thirty eight shots, like I come on, great. But um, let me see who else is in the in the who are the East guards? Kyrie obviously, and uh, Kyle Lowry. Of course. I'm not really sure of that. <laughs> Definitely no, not. Even, I, even I admit Kyle Lowry doesn't really deserve it with his performances. He's picked it up as we talked about in the earlier segment, but. Yeah, he he doesn't deserve um the all star nod at least from the fan fans perspective uh, this time. Yeah, yeah. Who else? Have I, oh, Ben Simmons. I really like uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. You know, Ben Simmons is uh, baby LeBron. They have the same agent, so like you know, my allegiance is to Ben as well. And then um yeah, Joel Embiid. You know, the Sixers and the Thunder played a really good match. Uh, I think what was it three four days ago, and uh, yeah, Joel Joel Embiid keeps showing out, and so. I'd give him the nod also, and he'll he'll make it anyway. Like that, that's that's my five. I Great, uh, Namdi, thanks for coming on the podcast. Anything you want us to uh, no before you go? Any what? anything you want me to uh, market or advertise of yours before we go? Um, no, just I need your need your listeners to realize there's a huge gap between LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan played awful competition, and. Uh, yeah, LeBron James is playing teams of four and five all-stars. There Thank we go. You. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see Bye. you later.